is this superhero? Sarge? No. Rosemary, the telephone operator? No. Henry, the mild-mannered janitor? Could be. Hong Kong Pooey, number one super guy. Hong Kong Pooey, quicker than the human eye. He's got style, a groovy style, and a mob that just won't stop. When the going gets rough, he's super tough with a Hong Kong Pooey chop. Hong Kong Pooey, number one super guy. Hong Kong Pooey, quicker than the human eye. You are listening to The Forecast, India Edition, Season 1, Episode 6. Alexander-Arnold, Woodburn, Alexander-Arnold again, lovely from Liverpool, and Daniel Sturridge is denied a goal from a really, really good challenge. This is Anderson, now Townsend, lovely reverse ball, Anderson, Mignolet makes a save and a really good one. That's Sturridge, Milan has made a good run, Sturridge goes on his own, and very nearly scores for Liverpool. Here's Coutinho, Milner wants it back, Coutinho's not going to give it him. He wanted to bend it in the top corner, he couldn't quite do so. That's Origi's flick. Shot by Solanke! Oh, that's an absolute cracker! Dominic Solanke opens up his account for Liverpool in the best possible way. You just don't save those. Here's Gruich. Far away from Marco Gruic. Advances a long way. Coutinho with a shot. Origi. It's 2-0 to Liverpool. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's Indian Edition podcast brought to you by Foresight. It's the best uh, website outside uh, England guys. So anything LFC related, you have to visit this site. This is your host, Amir, for the evening at Madrid1988, the Twitter handle. And right, uh, yep, so let's uh, introduce our guest. First up, it's Shanks. Shanks. Yeah, good evening, yeah, good evening, guys. It's good to be back. And right, right after that, Christopher has come, it was a very good win. I'm good to be back. Yes, sir. And we have a new member, uh, Hamir Singh Rathor from Rajasthan. Hamir, say hi. Hi guys, great to be here for the first time, very excited and great win, so even more excited. Yeah, pleasure to have you here mate. Okay, let's dive right into the game. Uh, the game has just finished, we won 2-0, Solanke and Origi getting the goals. Thanks, your thoughts on the game? Uh, the first half was a bit dry one. I, I think the Palace, they sat back and just tried to assess what we do and try to understand our game plan. Uh, we were, even our players are not up to the mark, the fitness wise, and there are still players, are still rusty and storage, which is first test, still not good. And the good thing is, uh, the first half, Trent, Arnold and Anderson was back. And we get to see what Anderson provides 
to the team, what he brings to the table, and it was good to see that Anderson still got the touch. He can still play those long balls, and still he can able to find the uh, players where he was looking for. That was a very good thing to see. And the second was obviously. Uh, the Palace opened up a bit and we had a very good opportunity and, and Solanke goal was a typical striker goal he just uh, took the first he didn't hesitate he didn't try to do those fancy footstep or anything and he just uh, took the ball and scored right away and that Origi was a lucky one it was overall a very decent workout I would say and I would say our team is still only 60% up to the mark and we are still a long way to go to the physical wise and technical wise everything and our defense is still worrisome. I'm still worried about our defense. Uh, whether it's a full-backs or a central defenders. Um, Lauren had a very good few moments. He had those... Uh, he cleared that one uh, long ball and uh, he, he cleared... Uh, he chased down and cut down play. But again, he's tough for that... Uh, uh, I think from the right side, yeah. When Billy was chasing that guy, he switched off and they, they had a chance on that side. Again, I'm worried about the defense. Yeah, he overcommits himself a bit. Uh, even mm-hmm. Gomez has that uh, tendency a bit. But uh, yeah, Hamir, uh, the pitch was atrocious. We saw that from the start. So despite that, uh, do you think our performance was good? Uh, yeah, it was preseason. It was, but yeah, it was preseason. I think yeah, for preseason levels, it was good. Uh, some players really showed promise. Like uh, Henderson, of course, in that deep role, it's good to see him back. Uh, I think. Uh, I think he's come back from where he left off. Then Trent Alexander Arnold was impressive. You could see Mohamed Salah's pace and Firmino lacked the sharpness. But I think this was a good run out for the players. In the second half, I think I was really impressed. Whenever Coutinho was on the ball, you could see something happened. He had that uh, belief that he had something going to happen. But it, it, this game won't sell pulses racing. But yeah. We got today's job done and move on to the next game, build the fitness, that's what's required right now. Yeah, true. Uh, we'll talk about the positives, uh, but first I would just like to point out, uh, you can say a minor negative or something, but uh, wasn't impressed by Flanagan much, uh, but that, that's just my personal opinion because he, he wears his heart on his sleeves and I can understand him putting passion into his play, but Sometimes it's not enough to play for a club like Liverpool. Shanks, do you agree? And uh, did you say any uh, more performances which you didn't like or you think there was a lack of sharpness or something? Uh, I think uh, Flano is... Uh, I think it's uh, Flos Castano. He should be sold uh, to whatever the team and uh, I'm, I'm just starting to think that whether Klein can come back to the team after seeing Trent and all. The, the trend is really he's really looking good he's going forward he's attacking and he, he's defending better uh, I think uh, I wish my opinion that trend should start the first league game whether Klein is fit or not yeah that was my next question that uh, should uh, Trent Alexander Arnold be considered a first choice now so we got your answer Hamir what's your thought on that uh, should uh, TAA be in, he should be in consideration obviously but do you think he should start ahead of Klein from next season uh, not right now I don't think uh, not right now midway into the season if something changes and uh, Klein's form dips or anything then maybe uh, he should but right now I think we can't judge in pre-season and Klein has been 
a good reliable defensive option for us for the last two years and uh, we can't trust uh, trent at this age defensively particularly attacking wise i have no problem with him i think he is better than klein no doubt but full backs you have to do both the job otherwise even moreno could get in over milner so i think right now first few games you have to see klein if something atrocious happens then you may change but right now you got to go with klein and the experience yeah fair point actually okay moving on the my next point is uh, if you watched the game carefully and you would, you would both would have uh, you saw what gruhit did you know defensive wise he tripped uh, zaha down and then there were another couple of moments you know where he had those niggling fouls so referee had to come and calm him down and say that you know one more and you're off mate so and it was actually good to see a liverpool player you know finally after such a long time you know uh, ha- have that mean streak about him you know he won't let players pass or the players through or you know he'll foul he'll take one for the team of course we have seen that before that people have taken uh, uh, players have taken foul for their team but not like what cruhit did yeah, this is friendly we're talking about so you can uh, only expect what he can do in big games when we need to foul he'll foul he he won't let people through that's my main uh, point uh, shanks what what do you matlab what's your thought on that yeah i think it's it's good to see that kind of fighting mentality we always lack the dirty defending the defending the defensive midfielder that's our weak point we always been nicer team we are always very good we, we are top of the rank of the star players and all things these star guys they always finished last we need to, it's good to be back we need, we need to be a little bit badass to win games and we need this uh, good crunching tackles and you know shot tagging at the right time and pulling down the players even on occasional red card for a team which, which can save uh, the three points fine that's my opinion yeah that's a uh, good point uh, hamid your thought on that uh, you know uh, i think uh, with gruich i think it's fair to say that he is big he's tall Uh, he's physical. He can score. He can head. Uh, he can score good, very long ranges. Now that he's got the dirty, uh, we can see the dirty side. So I think it's fair to call him an improved version of Fellaini, isn't it? Because <laughs> I mean, that's, that's been unfair. That's been unfair, mate. Actually, he he Fellaini. He may be a better better version of Fellaini. Yeah, he's already better than Fellaini. We can say. Yeah, that's what I said. Improved version of Fellaini. yeah they'll get some united fans uh, you know to jump up into conversation <laughs> I, i would love it <laughs> but anyways uh, good workout uh, when we move on to the final uh, that saturday uh, against leicester uh, so uh, you expecting any changes in the first team uh, probably carriers shanks would you yeah uh, I think I think Kerry should have a chance to prove his credentials. Uh, today mix was a bit nervous. I think maybe that Crystal Palace would have got him. In, uh, you can see in his face that he was a bit nervous, and he had one flapping moment in the first half. He just came back. <laughs> he was not sure. Just luckily that got uh, diverted. The ball got diverted. I think Kerry should have should give should be given a chance to prove his credentials. But uh, having said that, uh, mix should start the first few weeks. And we should see that whether we can continue that form we had in the last few weeks of the season. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, Hamid, what about someone like uh, Kent? Do you think he should be given a go in a you know a bit more stronger side? Like you know, uh, first half was particularly stronger. Second half, uh, second team got the job done. 
but uh, comparatively first uh, half team was uh, stronger so do you think kent would actually be much more better suited to a stronger team and on the left hand side rather than on the right hand side yeah i think he'll be better on the left certainly that's for sure and i definitely want to see him in the first half side in place of firmino uh, firmino and kent can exchange positions and uh, then one change I, i'd like to see we mentioned kagan but i think it's time we see danny ward do something because yeah it's all lot, lot of talk about him uh, we've seen carriers we've seen minile but it's been a long time since we saw ward so i'd rather see ward right now in the next game against leicester over carriers other pre-season games if carriers is there uh, it's okay but at least one game i, I hope to see danny ward play the full game i don't think it's going to happen but i'd like to see danny ward play the full game and one thing i'd like to see is uh, I like to see Joe Gomez get more minutes because he certainly needs it to build his sharpness and everything. So uh, if Joe, Joe Gomez gets like around 65 to 70 minutes in the next game, uh, and he'll have a he'll have a tough job because of Vardy and who uh, Mahusa, whatever pacey strikers they have. So I think Joe Gomez, if he gets 75, 65 to 75 minutes, I think that'll be good for us for the season ahead, and we can judge him whether to send him alone or not. Danny Ward and Joe Gomez, the main. right now. right so yep. he wouldn't want uh, gruet to take his place and him signing a contract so he'll be here for a long time and that's a brilliant news but uh, for me uh, he should have come back a bit earlier i don't know when he's back maybe next week but do you think he should have come back earlier because i don't think he played that much for germany anyways in the confederations cup so for my money he should have come back earlier no i think it's, it's, it's an unpopular opinion but that's just i just want to put it out there No, that, that's fine. But uh, he, 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 no, the players are not really as tough as the old gay, uh, old guys were. When uh, previously for 90s, the players were much more tougher. Now these players, they play just one season. They just want to take a break and everything. And Kran, it's a kind of mental thing that they know they think they played such a high intensity tournament like Confederation Cup, and they want it. And they've been celebrating wildly. After that, it's just a fitness issue, I think. Uh, can may still be a uh, long way down the line in his fitness uh, compared to the other guys. And what it does, it actually it helps Anderson to get much fitter and Anderson needs much more game time than Can. Uh, I would say it's better Can. Can I think Anderson is in the uh, first team now. Can is just a backup for Anderson as of now until Endo gets injured. Anderson need more game time, so it helps that uh, Can stays uh, stays in his holiday somewhere. <laughs> Uh, and Endo get more time, and he play. He, he perfects his tool that long ball. We we can see the difference uh, of Endo. What Endo can do in the team, he, he definitely with that long balls. Especially when Sturridge plays and Coutinho plays, Endo has a very good communication with Coutinho and Sturridge. Uh, these guys have some kind of telepathic relationship. So that will definitely help us to score more goals and open up those tight defense. So it's a good thing. Yeah, and uh, Endo look like a you know proper. star in that uh, first half uh, he was brilliant he was everywhere his passing range was there 
ஒன்னுக்குள்ளி and i feel that i think the sweetness issues are gone now he is perfectly feeling well until some guy stamps him on the foot <laughs> uh, in the training or yeah, in the yeah, field problems are now behind and then yeah keeping endo fit is a key to our, our chance in next season okay uh, this is a final question about the game uh, and uh, amir uh, notice something about woodburn you know he he has been changing lots of position uh, under uh, klopp you know going from striker to left wing to right wing to a central midfielder yes. central attacking midfielder uh, and uh, no uh, and it it just you know it it didn't bother me but it just came uh, you know it would just came to my attention because uh, he now he's in uh, such an age isn't at such an age that uh, he needs a proper position for uh, him now you know alexander arnold he started at center midfield and he might uh, finish at central midfield some uh, somewhere down the line uh, where do you think woodburn's best position would be according to you what's his best position uh, if you have seen him play uh, i think uh, when he first came to the side i would have said striker but after watching him last season and right now in pre season i think just behind the striker either as a number 10 or the solanki version the number between 9 and 10 uh, the center forward what, what okazaki does for lester i think woodburn suits that role uh, but i think different position i think it might even help him with like the way it helps sterling mature as a player with rogers then playing as 10 right wing back left wing and all these uh, positions so i think right now he's doing good pass putting some good passes in as the central midfielder but i think he'll lack he the defensive a, he has a good uh, you know he has a good, good eye for the pass he has good he has a good iq his iq level looks yes. good but but that, so that's that's that, and uh, i think your point is fair that he should be playing at number either number 10 or just behind the uh, striker that is number 10 actually mm. so center yeah, so center forward or uh, maybe number 10 yeah. and uh, you know just keep him there for a while Yeah, the thing is, uh, I think number ten is suits him more than left wing is because he's got, I think he's got a good turn of pace, good body movement, uh, the, the shaking and everything. But I don't, he's not blistering quick like the guy youngsters we have, Ojo and Kent, or even and of course Mane is all a next level quick. So I think it suits him better to play in that number ten role where he can use that. he can make late runs into the box and and as it as we said uh, just now he's got a good eye for the pass so what better position for uh, is there for him yeah okay so moving on from the match and all this talk let's dive into some transfer news uh first up is ojo uh there are rumors coming in that uh, darby are in for him and uh, fulham are in for him maybe he has agreed a deal with fulham or something like that so he'll be gone so that's an option gone for now you know for us uh hamid do you think that's a good move by klopp uh, by sending uh, ojo away on loan i think it's good for ojo but um, i really can't judge right now because for, uh, first i thought klopp wanted a winger 
as a backup and he would play Coutinho on the left but since reports are coming coming of Coutinho playing in centrally so I really can't judge but I think if he goes Middlesbrough I think should be avoided because they just come back from the Premier League and they have a few Premier League quality players and might be tough but Fulham and Derby any team he chooses would be good for him but if uh, Harry Wilson is given a chance and uh, if Klopp trusts Woodburn enough I think he does so yeah, it might turn out to be good but I don't think none of them have the pace that Ojo has which Liverpool really need right now yeah. when Mane and Salah won't play so, so but, but it's tough to judge that, right that, now Ojo has that natural pace right so and yeah, it's tough another, to judge oh yeah it is but now there's another rumor uh, uh, that's later but first of all let me tell you about my conspiracy uh, about my conspiracy theory uh, I think we're sending Ojo on loan to Fulham just so that we can get some sort of sweetener and I already tweeted about it and told it on the yes. group yes yeah, I read that on the group I, I, actually I hope that's sense. true it does make a li- it does make little sense yes, of course it does and uh, <laughs> I hope it's true and uh, Liverpool can Ojo can be good mates, he can be best mates with Sassania and all that, but if Liverpool negotiate a good deal with Fulham, uh, they can also have, like, uh, teams do to have first option on a player. Yeah. So, Liverpool can, of course, certainly do something and talk to Fulham because I think Fulham should be uh, clever enough to know that they will have to sell Sassania, if not next year, then the year after that. They've kept him for this year, that's good for them, but they will have to let him go. So, I think uh, Liverpool can negotiate. It's better for his development as well because I don't think he would have been a certain starter. Yes, certainly. It's good for his his development. And uh, I think this season, I I can't see Milner playing left-back after this season. Like this season reports, I think Klopp is happy with him. Uh, We can't um, second-guess Klopp, but I can't see Milner playing after this season. So maybe next season, just negotiate a first option. Make Ojo his best friend, promise Ojo some game time and bring in Sassinia. Sure. And there's another rumor going around and this time it's about Kent that Leeds have a loan agreement accepted by Liverpool and there are a couple of other clubs. Uh, I don't know. Hull City. Hull. So, yeah. There you go. Uh, If Kent and Ojo both leave, then we don't have, uh, you know, much uh, backup uh, on the wings. So we'll be True. basically yes. with Salah and uh, Mane. Mane. And then you have Woodburn, you know, who, who and would like Harry to Wilson. But Klopp doesn't trust Wilson from what... Yeah, that's unfor- But uh, what was reported uh, like last month or so, Liverpool rejected offers for Wilson. So maybe Klopp does. And uh, he'll certainly be the under-23 captain again this year. And he was superb last season. So I think with the extra amount of games, uh, Wilson might get a chance. And maybe this could be... The season where we see Yang Dhanga play for Liverpool, as an Indian, of course, it sounds good, but yep. um, if he's no good, then I don't want to see him play for Liverpool. If he's not at that level yet, I don't want to see him because he is good. He is a good player. But um, I think Kent, uh, Kent, uh, I, I like Kent. I think it's a bit more of a bias uh, that I want to see him at Liverpool and see, uh, see him play. But it will be good for him because uh, what, I, what I've seen of Kent is, that the more games he gets, the better he'll be. Like it's for every player, but Kent is a special case in that. And if you see the loans he's been taking, he's been stepping up the level slowly. 
and slowly like last season he finally went into the championship did well there so i think leeds are a big big club than barnsley and i like leeds so i'll be happy if he goes there but if hull are really serious of giving him game time in a uh, to send him to hull city because that's where his real metal will be shown because hull city are going to aim for promotion leeds will be aiming for promotion but hull have a better chance than leeds so and if he gets regular time at leeds uh, at hull and succeeds then we'll get a Yeah, 10 times better player than on our hands. Hull have actually already sold uh, three or four players, you know, and they've released couple of more. So they're already out of seven yes. players. So if Kent goes there, there's definitely. And I think Grosicki, like, Grosicki might leave as well. I think Marco Silva is interested in bringing back Grosicki. So um, you never know. And uh-huh. I think it'll be good for his development. Uh, so. Yeah. So let's. Uh, yeah, it's a good. Sad. sad point. Yeah. If he'll go, it's sad, but. Maybe it will all come good in the future, so can't be yeah, all sad about it. Okay, so now the we move on to the last point uh, uh, because uh, Shanks has gone now, so it's just you and me. Yeah. So uh, this is the last point, and it's about uh, both Stewart and Robertson. First up, Stewart. Oh, oh, uh, I thought we'll talk about Lucas. Oh, but Lucas, we you, we can, but uh, you know we yeah, just for a while. But we'll do it later. Maybe. Okay. Uh, okay. But first, I want to clear, uh, you know, get this out of the way. Stewart at eight million, what a deal for us! I mean, I wouldn't have thought in my wildest dream that we we would get even five million for him, let alone eight. And that, oh, that, so that yeah. actually covers our deal for Robertson at left back, mm. who I think that, might not be value for money. May I mean? But there's no risk involved because it's just eight million, and in today's market, that eight million is nothing. So yes, uh, I agree. I give Michael Edwards a hundred percent thumbs up uh, on these deals. I mean, Stewart. I think Stewart is perfect for a top-tier championship club. And maybe if Hull come back to the Premier League, he can do well there. Sad to see him go. He, I think he did a solid job for us last season. He's a Liverpool fan as well, so we got the soft spot for him. But eight million. I mean. Yeah, of course. Give us the money, uh, and even Lucas for five million is a good deal right now, considering his age and all. But Stewart for eight and Roberts, I think even if you add, if it comes to the add-ons, all you have to play pay for Robertson is two million, and he is an upgrade on Moreno because of his Premier League experience and his experience of the British game. So I think it's a no-brainer signing, and he's just twenty-two, so he might develop into a really good player. Like I think. I um, first I was skeptical about the signing because I thought that Liverpool really need to step it up this summer in the market and with Keita and all Liverpool were. But, but then you look the at the back, signings, our previous signings, really Rise and Aurelio was pretty. Yeah, uh, Arbelo. Yeah, yeah, you know all these were you know they they weren't uh, expensive buys. They were just logical yeah, buys. Certainly, and, uh, so only Moreno. Like, uh, yeah, oh, Moreno uh, Johnson. How can you forget Glenn Johnson? Yeah, but I think right. I think Johnson was a million for him. Yeah, but Glenn Johnson, I don't think he was as bad as sometimes we made out. But, but, made him out to be. For seventeen million, yes, would have seventeen million, of course. Of Danny Alves, because we were ready of to course, pay that for Danny Alves, so seventeen for Johnson. So of course, but, but yeah, the, with Robertson, I think uh, we were looking for a. For, I think all of us, I, I myself included, and of course, I think you will agree with me. We were looking, we were hoping for a name like Mendy or a Ricardo Rodriguez or a famous upcoming young left back like a Theo Hernandez. 
I think Liverpool fans really wanted Theo Hernandez, but he ended up at Madrid. But I, some of our other fan pages also, and I've heard like one guy. I've, I'm forgetting the name, but he made a good point that in the summer of 2014, we all wanted Moreno over Bertrand, and we laughed at Rogers' choice. So why? Uh, so I think this can be a good. Uh, example to learn from. I think why judge him right now because and we bought Wijnaldum from relegated club and Wijnaldum Robertson two very different players, different quality. But I think for the Premier League, Robertson has done well and Bertrand developed into a good player after leaving Chelsea and do different situations where maybe Robertson develops under Klopp and he turns out to be better than Bertrand. And I'm I'm sure everybody would have preferred Bertrand over Robertson, myself included. So maybe I don't know. It could turn out to be a bargain. Uh, yeah, that that's that's what my thinking is as well. Because uh, there's no downside to this deal. Even if this doesn't work out, we'll still be able to you know recover the cost because they're still young right now. So and homegrown quota. Yeah, homegrown quota. Exactly. So uh, these are all good and valid points. And uh, uh, yeah, I think. Uh, Edwards is some pra- uh, some praise here. You know we can uh, we can talk about uh, all the failures and everything that the previous yeah. event, and then Edwards comes in and buys uh, Salah for forty million or less less than forty million. And when you see him in these preseason games, you know he's already putting on those afterburners and looking like uh, you know star player. And that too. Delaney, I think career over. <laughs> Delaney career over. <laughs> But but that that's what hardly that's what uh, you know good to see it's heartening to see that we are actually uh, making proper deals now and now uh, yeah you know yeah the Keita uh, bids are getting rejected and Van Dijk bids are rejected it, but at least that's very unfortunate we are at least in for quality players and we are in for and you know we won't do, do, budge now even we won't budge so we'll just keep on hammering that we want the play we want the play we want the play but we want that right player now we are you know of course of course i completely agree and we are forgetting the mbappe link i mean it's a long shot but i am just happy to read the read the news that liverpool are ready to pay whatever it's needed for mbappe wages and transfer fee included it all comes down to real madrid but at least i mean it's Shows the ambition, and it shows that sometimes as a fan base we can be fickle and criticize FSG and the Edwards and ENI before too easily. Because even if like we overspent on Salah, okay, but we overspent on Mane also, and how did that work out? We spent 25 million on a player who's relegated to the Championship, and Genie Van Alden was the reason we are in the Champions League right now. So I think we are getting the value for the deals uh, since Klopp has come in and Robertson. As you said, it's no risk and Keita and Van Dijk. I mean, it's very unfortunate because since till last season, I used to we used to experience players rejecting us and not the clubs. Now this is the first time it's happening because Keita, Van Dijk, both Van Dijk especially, both want to join Liverpool and these very clubs are very stubborn and uh, it's it's heartbreaking to see because we were very hopeful of completing deals for both of them. When I first read the Keita link, I'll be honest. I thought yeah, 25, 30 million max. Uh, but I've I've not not seen him play much. I've just seen a few clips, and clips only show the positive points of the game. Yeah. So I can't say. But uh, Van Dijk, I've seen him play, and it's the transfer sagas have drawn out too long. That now I would, I don't even mind if Liverpool spend 75 million for both of them. Hey, I, 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 to have big money now, man. We have the money. Yeah, so to have big money. And uh, if you, you have big money, Klopp wants. Two players for 100 million. Then uh, to 100, 150 million. 
then that's what Klopp wants and we need to you know, yeah. buy that player. You want quality and then you want to bargain as well that, oh, no, 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 why pay 70 million? He should be bought for 35 million and this and that. But it's not our money. I mean, th- this point has been covered yeah. by everyone, every sensible LFC fan that it's not our money. So, you know, just spend the money, get the players done, uh, let have uh, Klopp his squad and then we'll see what we can achieve next season. I completely agree because uh, the thing now is money has been spent everywhere. I mean, uh, Kyle Walker, I call him the best right back in the Premier League. No, nobody is better than him. And if any Man United fan is hearing this, please don't even think that Valencia is better than him. And no, that will be absurd. Line is better than him, man. No, defensively is better. Going forward, yeah, but I think this. Uh, but he's not bad defensively and. Uh, what we mentioned about Trent, that he's way better than Klein attacking-wise. I think Kyle Walker is way better than Trent as well. So, I, I can get uh, Pep being desperate to say, But 50 million for a right-back, seriously. So, if this is the state of the current market, then yeah, sure, pay 65 for uh, Van Dijk and Keita. But the problem is uh, Leipzig, I don't know, they're too damn stubborn. And that's where, that's where the problem is. So, I don't know what we're going to do. Because I really hope to see Keita at Liverpool. Because he's one of the few rare players in the world. Like a player like Luis Suarez, you won't find anywhere in the world. Uh, uh, yeah, there's nobody like his Klopp character. Klopp marked him as a you know marquee signing. So yes, and, that's and that's know, the point. Yeah, and that's it. If he wants it, then I think we should do everything. And uh, if you want to ask, uh, my he's a player. I, I, I still do think that uh, we might end up with him. Uh, I still do. I I I think we'll end up with both. I'm. Uh, to be perfectly honest, I think we'll end up with Wood. As reading reports, right, it's right. not now, in Van Dyke's character. Moving on, to hand in moving a on your final point now. Yeah, we end yes. here. For you know, you want to say something about Lucas? Right? Yes. Uh, Please. What I want to say, uh, what I want to say is, uh, it's very sad to see Lucas leave. I think uh, he is uh, one of the very few. Foreign players, and especially the South American, who settled in so well uh, abroad, and that too at such a young age. Coutinho is also settled, but Coutinho had a great uh, had a European tour uh, before he came in. I think Lucas is what sometimes Lucas is what Liverpool as a club have been overcoming hardships, overcoming battles, and still always being there at the moment. And Lucas always did a good job for us. He had his moments where he was pathetic in the game and all but I think he was a good servant to the club uh, 5 million I would have sold him for 5 million as well it, And but I just want to say thank you Lucas Leva for all you've done for Liverpool and hope to see you again in the future and anybody who had I think by the end of the season anybody who was negative about Lucas I think everybody loves Lucas now and he loves Liverpool so I hope to see another Lucas come in uh, who stays for 10, I, 15 years uh, at Liverpool as a South American, as a foreigner. And the only player that's player that are coming into my mind right now is Philip Coutinho. So you better stay for 10, 15 years, Phil. Yeah, well, I, I absolutely mirror your uh, emotions, man. Uh, because here's the thing. Uh, people have already talked about uh, his uh, goods and the bads and his games. I don't want to talk about it because it's already been discussed uh, for the past two days uh, since his But the thing is, uh, I personally never rated him as a player. As a person, he was a goldmine. 
and as a dressing room leader dressing what you mean to say exactly. yeah and uh, i never thought and i have seen you know i have been supporting the before lucas came in and i have, and uh, i never thought that i would feel bad the day lucas leaves because you know he was just taking so the position of youngsters i think i have i have one word to say for you then yeah please i think uh, i'm lucky <laughs> you can say that because uh, when the news filtered in that lucas is officially gone i don't know what happened by my but my heart just i i feel you i i completely feel you because I last season i never rated him as a player and i thought that whenever he will, he will go you know uh, thank god good riddance as a player I hated him then and what he has done for the club and I know what he has done for the club but then you yeah. you know you, you, there is a saying that you don't know some uh, the you know value of something until he's gone or it's gone yeah, yeah and that's exactly what happened with me and I was I, totally heartbroken yesterday I didn't know what to do for like 15 20 minutes when the news filtered in and uh, seeing his video saying goodbyes and everything and it just broke my heart and i was like i i i, I, I such think, a big fool yeah i i completely agree because i'll be honest uh, when alonso left liverpool and when we were struggling that season and whenever i used to see lucas play i used to be like why the hell is he playing i mean why why on earth is he playing like i never liked lucas but by the time when but he was so good under kane daglish i think uh, if not for his injury I think even expert said that if, uh, in 2011 if, if if not for his injury we would have reached the top four maybe and his career would have turned out very differently but by the end of I think the love in for Lucas I think it started for all us fans after Klopp came in when we saw him giving all the hugs to Lucas and the smile on Lucas's face when he used to play I think it all started uh, the two I think the two three defining uh, turning points in Lucas's career. One is of course the Arsenal nil nil game at the Emirates. Up just after he was about to leave, I think it was for Galatasaray, yeah. and then Rodgers suddenly cancelled the deal and kept him. And then one of I think uh, the another moment that made everyone fall in love with Lucas was the Everton shot <laughs> and Klopp's laugh. I think that was a that was a cult hero moment, like the like a cool. Also, I think uh, Lambert's goal, and he was like, "Oh yeah, come on!" In that Villa, oh, like, he, he he and Kolo Toure are a similar kind of character. Like they were never the best of players, but I think they gave their all for the had, club. No, he he actually had you know that uh, what do you say, Gerard? You know he loves Liverpool. Uh, yes, the, he loves the, Liverpool. The, he loved Liverpool. Passion and the desire and, for yeah, the he club. He had that, and you could see it in his. And that's what broke my heart. I'm not talking about suddenly I, I realized that. But when he, when you saw him uh, in that large shot and he was talking about Liverpool, you could see his eyes swelling up. Yes, I completely agree. Be, it must be so 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 hard for him to you know move from Liverpool. You know he was here, he was settled, he was Even, loved by the people. He, he you know he, he was he was living his normal life here, and suddenly you know to move away from you know something you are so attached. It, it must have killed him inside and. Uh, Yeah, I don't know if anyone noticed it, but I saw in every large picture, every you know picture in which uh, you know yeah. that he I, he he looked uh, you know a bit sad. I completely agree, and uh, you could see his documentary, the ten years I read. I think even his family loved Liverpool, and when his uh, celebrity dinner, ten years celebrity dinner, I, I still remember watching the whole speech and. 
it almost brought a tear to my eye because i still remember him crying in that speech so he uh, even luis suarez he was here for 3 years and when he left melwood for the last time he was pictured crying in his car so i i can't imagine how tough it would be for lucas who is here for 10 years and he lucas is captain the side so regularly and the manager loves him the dressing room loves him and he is like a mentor to all these young south americans and these uh, guys like moreno the spanish speaking portuguese speaking people who come in so i think lucas is like a captain without being a captain he was like a captain without being a captain of the team right now even the captain henderson respected him so much and everybody treated him well in the city so i i can't imagine how tough it was for him but it certainly was tough for me i started I, I started loving Lucas, and I think uh, um, I've always been a Roma supporter in this area. But I, I, even if Lazio beat Roma, I'll just be happy just for the sake because Lucas Leiva is playing. Yeah. So in the end, we would just like to say thank you very much, Lucas, and we love you. Thank man. you, Lucas. Yeah. yeah, we love you, man. Please come back soon. Yeah. Please come back yeah. soon. And on yeah. that note, Hamir will end the podcast. Thank you for being uh, yeah, man, and it was really pleasure to host you. Pleasure, pleasure, my pleasure on my mate. I will really love coming here, and would love to come back in the future. And um, yeah, we'll be glad. It, it was fun to talk to you and Shans. We got connect, disconnected, but it was it was a lovely uh, experience. And until next time, thank thank yeah. you. So thank you, Amir, and thank you, thank everyone. You. Uh, thank you for listening to our podcast. Uh, good evening to all of you. Good night.